Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. From the home of time. It is now quite a day for local sport from your local team. This is Charlton Live. Good evening and welcome to this episode of Charlton Live. It is Thursday the, what are we on, 12th of April. Uh, my name's Tom Wallin, standing in for Louis Mendes uh, this evening. Um, and for the next hour, we're going to be looking at arguably the career of the greatest ever Charlton player, Frederick Overstad. Uh Okay, maybe not, but uh, one day I'll get my way. Um, instead, tonight we'll talk about the Addicts' disappointing defeat against Wimbledon. Um, bet you wish we were talking about Olverstad now. Uh, we'll discuss the season ticket announcement um, that's been announced today um, and what that means for the takeover. Uh, we'll talk about the weekend's upbeats walk um, and look ahead to two massive games over the next week. Um, okay, four days. Um, we take on playoff rival Scunthorpe um, and then travel away to title hopefuls, I guess, Shrewsbury Town. Uh, to do all that, I'm pleased to say that I'm joined in the studio by father-to-be, um, becoming a regular on the show these days, um, and what should we say, Charlton Live's official head chef, Mark Newbury. How are you doing, Mark? I'm good, thank you. I'll take that title. I think better than the old man of Charlton, so it's, we've already got that, so I'll, yeah. take, I'll take the head chef. J- just tell us a little bit about the food you brought in for us today. <laughs> we have got, I'll just put a picture of it on Twitter, uh, a chocolate delice with a salted caramel Chantilly cream and just an Oreo crust on top, just just to just to keep you fed. Yeah, and you, you said it was a bit rich. I mean, I demolished mine in about five <laughs> minutes. So, uh, yeah, not bad at all. Right, so as we've got quite a lot to get through, I think we'll get straight to it. Now, you weren't at the game on Tuesday night. Um, I was for my sins. Um, but for anyone who hasn't seen it, if you saw the first leg of Liverpool-Man City, Liverpool utterly destroying them, fast-flowing, attacking football, we're about as far away from that as possible um, within the same sport really um, second to everything we were bullied we were hassled didn't really seem up for the fight I have to say um, I don't think we had any shots on target in the game we seemed outplayed in midfield um, it was such so so different to everything we've seen under Boya um, I mean I don't know if you've seen the highlights Mark um, and you can maybe give us some thoughts on that but just in general do you worry I mean, Boya's come in. Um, we've seen a massive upturn in form, as is the case often with, with a new manager. But do you worry that there's been a drop-off or is that just, just one of those nights where we were, we were beaten? I think, um, to be honest, I think it's one of those nights. I mean, I followed it um, online and my, my biggest thing is like when the team selection came out. Mm. I think Wimbledon is a horrible little ground. It's tight, it's compact. The pitch looks like a ploughed field. It wasn't a suitable... I didn't think it was a suitable pitch for him to start Mavadidi up front I mean you're thinking why change a winning team unless Sir Jose had a knock you know we, we know Fozzie's out for a couple of weeks mm. so we expect that change to come in but I, I thought you know that kind of physical game if you wanted to change it maybe stick Josh on maybe on one wing because mm. you know, he'll rampage down there he'll run but you, you're not going to get flowing football and you know Wimbledon you know did a job on us they pushed high they pushed hard I'm, I, I'd have, I'd have changed it. I'd, I think I'd have put Dick Steele and then put Conzer into midfield and just given it a bit more muscle there because it seemed to be, you know, like you say, we weren't getting to anything. We weren't keeping the ball, and as soon as one of our players with flair gets it, you know, they're, they're closed down, they're tackled, and we sort of like ran out of ideas. Mm, yeah, you're spot on, really. Um, I mean, you talk about subs, and we'll come on to those a bit later. But starting with with that initial lineup, Boya said after the game, and we'll hear from him uh, in a few minutes, but. He said after the game there were three in midfield, but he felt that they were all running into the same areas and therefore we might as well just have had one there. And and when we were at the game, I mean, every second second ball, Dean Parrott, uh, Soares, Forrester, they were the ones that were getting to, to every ball, really. And as you say, Forster Kasky, I felt, was quite, almost trying to do everything on his own. Um, I thought the some of the others in there looked isolated and 
yeah, I don't know whether the lineup was necessarily wrong, but it, it just seemed like we weren't up for the fight, and that's not that's not something we've seen so far under Boya, is it really? No, I mean possibly if if it's not going to go your way, you you need the stronger characters um, to step forward. I mean we've got a fairly youthful midfield. Mm. I mean there's no old head in there, and you know you've got to think of yourself, someone like a Jacko, you know who who can put himself around a bit and yeah. calm people down, put his foot on the ball. You know, we sometimes you you look look at it, and you know, six is is purely an excuse because we've shown in the past couple of games where we've been terrific, a youthful team can take anybody to the cleaners. Mm. But I think maybe they've got a few old heads. I mean, especially Barry Fuller. You know, he impressed me when we played down here because he you know he gets kicks and he puts himself around and just gets on with it. And mm. I like that kind of player. So, yeah, it's, well, it's funny you mentioned him. Actually, my next point was was kind of on that topic. So. As I say, we started the game and we can't really go into many chances because we, we just, to be honest, didn't have any. Um, and they started the better. Most of the things going through Lyle Taylor, who really showed our forwards how the ball can make the ball stick and give it back to his oncoming midfield. But there seemed to be a, a specific target, really, for Charlton from the start, which was to attack the, the Wimbledon right and Barry Fuller. Now, whether that's thought that because of his experience, age, call it what you like, whether they thought he would be a bit slower and whether they thought Kai Kai could get past him. Um, he did once, which came to nothing, but aside from that, really struggled. But everything was going through Page and Kai Kai and, and Konza was, was out on the right-hand side for long parts of that first half in loads of space and we just weren't, we weren't switching it quickly enough. So I, I think our tactics were slightly wrong, but just kind of on that as well. I mean, you've mentioned Fuller and the work he does, but on the other side of that, Sully Kai Kai, what have you made of him? Because, as I've said on the show before, for me, the, the Palace thing doesn't no. hugely bother me. No. But, and he is a young player, for me, his his performances just, for me, haven't been good enough. And that's got nothing to do with him coming from Palace. It's just how I see it. So so what have you made of him, really? Well, it's a strange one, because I was thinking about this. When I know I was coming on today, I've been thinking about Kai Kai and thinking, is it better? I mean, he his stats last year when he was away on loan were terrific. Mm. Showed he's got a real like future ahead of him. Mm. Now, if he hadn't have come to us on loan and he'd gone to, say, Plymouth or back to Shrewsbury or one of the clubs who have battling with us and had a really good run and knocked in 10 goals and let, put our standard eighth or something, is it better to have a, a player who's not doing the job for us but isn't doing it better for someone else yeah. playing for us on loan? It's a strange way to look at it. But thinking he could have quite easily gone back to Shrewsbury and scored ten goals, and they'd been, mm. you know, and we'd been pushed down to eighth or something. Because we, or is it better have him in in the side? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have started with him. I think Marshall's been chewing at the bit to get on, and I think that would have been a better game for Marshall. I mean, I think Kekai's got all the skill, but I think he needs a flat surface, same as Mavadidi. Yeah, they, they're greyhounds. You're not going to run like a greyhound. Yeah. on on a on a pitch where you could put potatoes in. Yeah. So uh, moving on to Steffi, then that's that's a good place to carry on because he he played up front with Zyro. Um, now on both of those, really, Zyro first of all looked, I thought looked sluggish, looked shattered. Um, Boya came out after the game. Um, I don't think he says it in the interview you're going to listen to, but he said it to one of the papers and said that he told Zyro that and said he wasn't that impressed with his performance, um, but that he's done well in the last few games and really that he kept him on because he's the sort of person that can score a goal. I mean, we saw him that fantastic finish the other week against Rotherham. He, he has got a couple of goals in recent weeks. Thoughts on him on the whole? Um, a, a kind of Tuesday night aside where, I, as I say, I do think he struggled. But aside from that, what have you made of Zyro? Well, I think because previously under Carl, Carl kept saying, oh, he's not fit, he's not fit. And you think him wondering, well... You know, you didn't really give him much of a chance. You didn't yeah. give him twenty minutes. You didn't give him. You gave him five minutes here and ten minutes there. And you know, you think to yourself, players only get fit by playing in matches. They can train all they like, but they said, you know, purely playing in matches. I, I like the look of him. I think you know he's obviously using us as just to get his rehab back because when Wolves go up, it will be straight up in the Premiership, and yeah. it wouldn't surprise yeah. me next season because I don't know how long his contract is left at Wolves, but I think he's got a couple of years left on it. Mm. You know, he'll probably do well for them up there. Mm. You know, he's that kind of player. He can give himself time, you know, time and space. And I, I thought he was looking good with a Josie. That's why I was surprised on Tuesday. You know, he changed it and put mm. Mavadidi, because I, I think they're a different type of player, him and, and again, Jose. Yeah, Steffi did struggle up front as well. I mean, do you think he was looking ahead to the weekend uh, with a Jose or McGuinness? Because, uh, as you say, a Jose, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about something that, that Boya might have said to him during the game on Tuesday, but a Jose on the whole has, has played well under Boya. He, he's played terrifically well, and, and, you know, I think he's been unlucky not to, 
to not to score, but his his team play, which is very important, has been exemplary. Mm. You know, he you know he's put himself around. So I I don't know if Boyer's planning that far ahead. I yeah. mean, if he is, it's just a mistake. I mean, it's it's we saw that happen. Um, you know, if you look up a few leagues, Guardiola did it. Rested players in the derby, looking forward to yeah. thinking they could overturn Liverpool, and it bit them on the backside both times. So good, so, good to know that Boyer is in line with Guardiola then so far. <laughs> um, he's got a better record over the last five games. <laughs> that's so. true, very true. I think I have. Um, so yeah, there isn't really much to speak of in terms of chances. I mean, Kai Kai had a free kick which went harmlessly over the bar. Uh, to be honest, they didn't have a huge amount of chances either. Um, and as the ball went up for for half time, I, I said to Lewis, who Lewis Cat, who I went with. You know, if we go in at nil nil, you know, it's been a poor half for Charlton. We, we take that, um, and no sooner had we done that, we went from passing it around their eighteen yard box and decided to go all the way back to Bauer. Now, there's no covering it up; it's Bauer's mistake. He slips, and Lyle Taylor goes through one on one with uh, with Ben Amos and slots it through his legs to to give them the lead right on half time. But it, for anyone who's seen that goal, either was there or seen the highlights whilst it is his individual mistake that the fact that he got it in the first place and we went all that way back I mean we've seen Charlton do it in the past and it came under criticism under Robbo but when you're in that attacking third with 30 seconds left surely just keep the ball up there wouldn't you say you'd have thought so I mean the thing is it's happened with Bowyer Bauer a couple of times where he's been he's slipped Mm. and you know in home games here I remember once he just slipped over and the guy's gone on and scored Mm. um it's a difficult one because you you think in you know like you say time management game management that's where the older head comes in and say like keep it in the corner it goes out for a throw you know they're not going to pile it forward with a minute to go because they don't yeah. want to be caught yeah so to push to put him under the pressure like that and you know he, he's a, he's a I I think you know Bauer's a good defender do I think he's he's a decent passer can trap it not I don't think he's the best back of a back four we've got who can do that so uh, but funnily enough him and Pierce who've obviously made the two mistakes that have cost us points in the last two games have arguably been been really solid in the last few games so oh yeah and, and they can, things? yeah and they can pop up with goals mm. you know you things so you know Bauer scored our first of a season so it's and I, th- I think with that yeah mistakes happen it's just if the other team punishes you after that mistake and it's happened twice recently. We've made mistakes and we've been punished, which yeah. sometimes, obviously, you get two or three chances and they don't put it away. Yeah. So Second half, or at half-time, actually, we saw Jose warm up quite quite furiously, so we thought perhaps he'd be coming on start the second half, but that didn't happen. But there were no changes. We were a little improved and we were slightly quicker, but, I mean, we're comparing poor with, with extremely poor, really. Um, and then we started to make our substitutions. The first one was Mavadidi coming off from McGuinness on 55. Um, he touched the ball maybe once, twice in the game. Um, Reeves came off then for Ben Marshall, I think on around 70 minutes. Um, and then eventually Kai Kai, who, as I say, had come in for a lot of criticism on the game, um, was, was brought off for a Jose on 80 minutes. But again, between the three of them, there wasn't too much change. I mean, Pierce really had the only chance, decent chance, and that was a header against the post. But aside from that, we I don't think their keeper had anything to do. So we talked a lot, particularly during the start of the season when we had the injuries, about the lack of strength in depth. We've got that depth on the bench now. And again, if I go back to when I was there with Lewis, we were looking and we were saying, you, you know, you've got McGuinness, you've got Marshall, you've got a Jose off the bench. We can change this game. And and they came on and they, they didn't. Now, do you think that's because that's the, the wrong changes at the wrong time or the, the wrong positions? Or do you worry that despite having those options, when a team puts 10 behind the ball, we're, we're a side that just struggle to break them down. I think if if Bowyer wanted to make a real change, you make three subs in one go. Mm. Say, look, I'm giving you five minutes, after half-time, say, I'm giving you five minutes to either show me you've got for Cajones to go on and turn it around or do something, or I'm hiking three of you off, and it doesn't care which three I take off, three of you are coming off. Mm. And so you'd get that kind of feedback. But to put them on in a drip, Drip, yeah. drip. I mean, 10 minutes for a Jose when you're chasing a game, I don't think it's enough. I yeah. think, you know, most f- professional players say 10 minutes doesn't get you up to the speed of a game mm. as well. And Wimbledon knew what we were going to be doing and, you know, they were quite prepared for it. So I think, all honesty, and all the reports and all the people I've spoken to about the game is that, you know, we got what we deserved out of that. You know, and, and if we'd got a draw, it probably would have been a bit of a travesty. Mm. Yeah, anyway. I, th- I think you're probably right now. 
We spoke on the show a couple of weeks ago. We wondered how Boya would be during defeat. Um, we'll hear from him in a second, but he was very, very animated on the touchline, c- continually berating the fourth official, which is something you'd expect and you probably quite enjoy from your own manager. Um, so uh, aside from that, um, I-, I don't know if you've been there from before, but it- it's a tiny ground and-, and the away fans stand right behind the, the away dugout. Um, and there are a few people heard this, uh, a Jose and Bauer in a, in a discussion. Um, now, it ended with a Jose shuffling off down the touchline to go and warm up, and Bowyer, Bowyer sorry, shouted something at him. Now, I, I can't repeat it here, <laughs> but it involved him never speaking in that way again towards Bowyer. Um, uh, now, as far as I could tell, and I asked a few people around us, nobody heard what a Jose said to him. Um, a Jose then spent the next 10 minutes warming up as far away from the dugout as he could, um, and when he was called back to be a, to be brought on, he spent the the time in conversation with Jacko while Boya stood right at the opposite end of the dugout. Um, now, hopefully, uh, uh, the fans we quite enjoyed it. We had a laugh about it. Um, a Jose, as we said, has come in. He's worked hard. He did a, a feature with a newspaper, a local newspaper, the other week, where he said, "You know, I'm I'm dedicated. I want to be here. I didn't want to go out on loan." Uh, and I think he's shown that in performances. So. Do you think it's something in the heat of the moment being one nil down or or do you worry that there's a breakdown in relationships because they they both come across as feisty characters? I'd say it's it's you'd hope it's a heat of the moment thing. Um it's funny because I've I've worked in many kitchens over the years and obviously as a chef you get a bit of a reputation and I'm I'm not a kind of Ramsay shouter but you know if it had to be done it had to be done and mm. you'd shout at somebody and or scream at a waiter. But I'd always say to them, you know, afterwards, this is why I was shouting, this is why I was screaming, and tomorrow is a new service. Mm. Don't come in tomorrow with a hump, because I'm just going to treat you normally. Yeah. You know, if you want to sulk, that's down to you, but tomorrow's a new day, so yeah. come in, sh- show me in training why I'm going to pick you. You know, don't don't go off and sulk behind the goal. Mm. You know, be man up about it. And it's yeah. sometimes it's easier said than done. I mean, it's difficult, because Bowyer's a new manager. And if he thinks that he's got, he's been undermined by a, one of the senior players, which you know Jose's got a few games under his belt, mm. he's might take that as a slight. And so yeah. it's, that's when you that's why you've got Jack over there almost as an intermediate to say, look, this is this is why he said that, this is why he said that. Shake hands, get on with it. Yeah, and I mean, whilst a few fans were laughing about it at the time, there were a few who said. Uh, you know, shouted at Jose and said, you, you you know, respect the manager. You've got to respect the manager. Um, and so I think on that note, we'll hear what Boya had to say after the 1-0 defeat uh, to Wimbledon on Tuesday. On Saturday, um, this uh, likely be a tough battle and so it proved and uh, your first defeat in charge, it's a tough night. Yeah, very tough. Um, we knew what it was going to be like. They, they, that's the way they play. We prepared for that. Um... And they they done what they do. They they competed better than us. I think we competed, but I think they was just a lot stronger than us. Won more balls, but it, it's, it's a mistake. The goal's a mistake, you know. And same as Saturday. So we dropped more points again today from from a mistake, which is you can't control that, you know. Like and. But listen, look at the positive side of it. Like we're still in sixth, and and, and it's still in our hands. I just said to the lads, like, we're we're still in sixth, and we've still got five games to go. Five games to go, and it's all in our hands. So it is what it is. But now we can't afford any more slip-ups. Simple as that. We have to win on Saturday at home. Um, and we'll just keep working hard and and. and making sure that we, we end up with the, the goal that, that I've said that we will get all along. We seem to uh, struggle to get our little passing game going uh, and trying to get through the, uh, the Wimbledon defence and they marched us pretty well and uh, we didn't really create an awful lot going forward uh, except for towards the end with the, the header off the post. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but uh, again, that's what they do. They're good at what they do and uh, they stopped us playing. Um I think they, like, they just dropped into like a 4-4 and, and just said, like, come and break us down. There was no space, really, for our players to get onto the ball. Um, and that's what it was, you know. It was a difficult night. We didn't hold it up again up top. Um, same as Saturday. So if you're not holding it up, you're never going to get out. And every time it went up, front men never held it up. They won it, hooked it on. Their front man Taylor I thought was outstanding, outstanding. 
and um, yeah, that, that's, that was the difference, I think. They um, they seem to have or they've probably done their homework. And Joe Rebo didn't uh, didn't seem to get any room in the midfield where he's been getting that little pockets uh, in the previous games to, to be able to influence things. Yeah, but I, I said to him at half time, I think we we made it easy for them because they only had two in the middle of the park and we had three. But we we all seemed to be going in the same area. We was congestion uh, congestion everything to so their two could cope with our three. Um, Instead of keeping like apart and giving yourself some distance, which will make it harder for their midfielders to get get close to us, but but we didn't. So in the second half, then we just didn't really pass it at all. When we did, it was too slow, and like when we was on to switch, we wouldn't switch. And then when we did, it was too late, and then it was it just wasn't a very good performance. You know, it, did we deserve anything from the game? Probably not. If I'm honest, it's nowhere near what what we've been showing since I've been in charge. So uh, it's disappointing, you know. But like I said, we've got five games to go, and they're still in our hands. So I'm still confident, and 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 I've just said to the lads, like, put that behind us. It's done now. We come in Thursday, and, and we all stick together, and, and we have to start working hard and and getting ready for Saturday's game. And it is your first defeat in charge, so it's a, a new. Uh a new era for you, a new area to, to think about. So, uh, how do you go about uh, picking them up for uh, for, for next Uh Well, we come in Thursday and we start again. It's, it's a fresh day, um, a new team to play, and uh, as much as like this is hurting me, I, I can guarantee that it's hurting the lads because this is a game that we, I think, we should be winning, and uh, because all I've done has been positive around the place and towards the lads you know so they, their belief is there so when you do lose when your belief is there and when you've been on the run that we've been on then it hurts more so hopefully that I'll get the reaction that, that I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to get because um, everybody's hurting at the moment You made the change uh, from Saturday uh, two changes for today I assume that's because of the Saturday Tuesday games does that mean you'll do it again for, for this week? Uh, yeah, obviously with Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, because the work rate that I'm asking them to play, like to put in, is more than what they've had to put in before. So obviously my fullbacks they're up and down, up and down. They've not had to do that before. Um, strikers, Nicky's just obviously been out all season. So for him to go Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, and, and Zorro, obviously it's been difficult for him. But I think I had to leave him on, like put Marshy on to get the ball wide to get balls into the box which again didn't really happen um, so I had to keep the two big ones up top you know like they're an aerial threat and, and, and I tried to put Nicky on to, to be a little poacher in and around but we just didn't we took too long to get it wide and get balls in the box their goal come from us having the ball in and around their 18 yard area and then it goes all the way back into our own half to Pat who's halfway in his half like we, it's just, it was just wrong. The goal was wrong, and some of their decision making was wrong. But listen, it, everybody makes mistakes, and, and we're human. And uh, I, I don't, that won't happen again Saturday. We got any uh, news on injury fronts? Anybody likely to be back in contention for Saturday? Uh, nobody knew. Nobody knew we'd be coming back. Um, that's for sure. So the squad we've got at the moment is the squad that we'll have on Saturday, which is good enough to to win for sure. Well, tough night tonight. Good luck on Saturday. Cheers. Thank you. 
Dennis is fed in, lovely touch. Goes around his player, chips across the box. Jackson! Oh, yes! What a goal by Johnny Jackson! Arriving late in the box, Holmes Dennis with a pinpoint cross, and the skippers give a Charlton the lead. Charlton Live. That won't happen again on Saturday, says Lee Boyer. Um, and on a more positive note, uh, probably not based on Tuesday night for any of you, but we're probably going to start thinking about our players of the season. Um, the club usually have people going around over the last couple of home games with clipboards asking for people. Um, I think there are two or three maybe standout candidates. Uh, I'm not going to say who I voted for in my predictions, which will be revealed at the end of the season, but... Mark, who who are yours? Right, I've got. It's going to sound. I've got seven names, which sounds like a lot because we haven't had that good <laughs> that, a season. That sounds optimistic. I'll run through them very quickly. Uh, Amos. Yep. Little Jay De Silva. Yep. Konza. Yep. Uh, Jake Foster Kasky. Yep. Um, Aribo. Yep. And uh, Josh McGuinness. Yep. And Fosu. And it's funny because people are going to go McGuinness, mm. but I I've looked at McGuinness's work all season. You know, okay, he's not played for the last few games, but I think it's just for rest he's needed. Yeah. Um, out of those, I think it's going to be between Little J De Silva, JFC, and Fozzie, and I think it's going to go to Foster Kasky because I think people tend to vote on how they remember mm. the last few games, and I think the last few games he's been captain material. Yeah. Um, but I personally, I'm I'd, I'm going to vote for Little J De Silva because okay. I I think. He's had the best season. Yeah, he's he's been pretty good. Uh, I think I probably would say Jake Forster-Kasky at this stage. I think I agree with most of those. I think Konza and Aribo probably kind of half seasons each. But mm. when they have been in, I think they've been brilliant. And, and I agree with you, McGuinness. I know we've kind of defended him a lot on this show and I understand why he's coming for criticism, but I think he's had a tough job up there on his own. Yeah. But um, yeah, so, so look out. As I say, there'll be staff around, hopefully... Uh, get your votes in over the next couple of home games. Um, but as I say, I, it's, uh, there's two or three players that I think stand out for sure. Um, Saturday, as well as that, uh, it's not just a huge game on the pitch, um, which we will start to get to in the next five minutes, but it's also Upbeats Day, um, raising money for the Charlton Upbeats, uh, the Charlton Down Syndrome's team. Um, it starts with the Upbeats Walk. Uh, now, Mark and I, uh, along with a few other Charlton Live faces and plenty of others, some legends did it last year. Uh, it's by far away my highlight of the season. Um, the, the togetherness, uh, the money raised, uh, it was just a fantastic day. Um, it shows everything that's good about Charlton. Um, uh, it's just so special. Now, I know you can't do it this year, but but how good yeah. is it to, to do that walk and to just see the difference it makes? Oh, it's, it's an unbelievable day. And I'm, I'm, I'm truly, really sort of like gutted mm. that I, I can't do it. Um, and I mean, it's well represented by the rest of Charlton Live. And Nath, Terry and Louis yeah. are joining yourself. Um, no, it's it's you, and you you feel so so proud to be doing something for these guys because mm. as, as soon as you turn up um, and you register, you know they're there saying, "What do you want a drink? Do you want something to eat? You know, here's your socks, here's your t-shirt," yeah. and the friendliness and the community feel and. Uh, I, I, you know, it's it's hard because it makes me feel. It's funny. It's I always get emotional when I talk about the upbeats because I'm thinking the shirt means so much to them. Yeah, yeah. And it, and I'm just thinking if half of what it meant to them <laughs> of what you could apply to some of our players. Yeah, you know, we'd we'd have we'd have an unbelievable the, the team of this world. And yeah, and so so when you you see that, and they're a terrific team to watch play football. Mm. I mean, unbelievably good. I mean, we'll see them on the pitch yeah. at, at some point. I think last year, I can't remember who they played. Was it Brighton? But they, yeah, it was, it, was, it was Brighton. And they won, what, 12-13 nil? Yeah. And I'm sure it'll be the same again, it's, but it's, it's such a joy to watch. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're organised. I mean, sometimes with when you watch some of these teams, you know, it, yeah, it's an enjoyment, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a game. But mm. the Charlton boys seem in such a professional, take it on in such a professional manner. They're very regimented. You know, they're warming up, they're staying in position, they're not, and some of the goals, and like I say, it's it's worth it, it's worth coming along early to see it, and see the celebrations when they score, because mm. if, if that doesn't give you a tingle and, and make you feel something, you yeah. know, you, you're going to be dead from the scalp <laughs> down, seriously. I think, uh, so Bob Boulder and Simon Webster have been announced, um, there are a few other legends I'm sure that will be there. Uh, there is an article that's gone up on the official site today, so I urge you to look at that, it's got a few stats about... Uh, what the, what a difference it makes, um, the impact of the Upbeats programme. Uh, and it's just such brilliant work, again, that the Trust do. Um, but as you say, just on the pitch as well, they're brilliant. Um, now, earlier this week, Billy Birchmore, 
uh, and uh, sorry, and Jack Lyons from the team. Uh, Billy Birchmore, eleven-time gold medalist at the Down Syndrome <laughs> International Swimming Organization Championships, and Jack Lyons, who represents Team GB, uh, took on Josh McGuinness and Jake Forstikaski in an eight-lap race. Uh, and I think the oh. uh, the first team was bit off more than they could chew, and the uh, the upbeats uh, blew them out of the water, so to speak. Oh, it was it was amazing, and I re- recommend anyone who hasn't seen it to find it because, I mean, Billy Birchmore must be part fish because <laughs> he shoots through that water literally like a missile, like lightning, isn't and it? And he turns and he kicks, and he's he's gone a good sort of like ten fifteen meters before he pops out of the water, and he's like he's having he could he could literally stop, have a cup of tea, and like Josh Josh to be quite fair was you know was giving it a good old mm. go, but. Billy just took him to the cleaners. I don't know. I hope I had money on it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I don't know if it's too late to sign up for the walk. Obviously, depending when you listen as well, that may be the case. But you can definitely still donate. Uh, there's a link on the CAFC Community Trust website. Um, I've tweeted the link out from my profile as well, at Wallin58. Um, they've already raised over 5500 They're targeting 20000 I'm sure they'll do it. But again, just seeing that money start to roll in just... Warms your cockles, doesn't it, Mark? It does. I mean, and it pays for so much. You know, if they go abroad on tournaments and they represent Charlton and they represent it with integrity and honesty and professionalism. And, you know, it, it's one of the things where you guys don't... You know, over the last few years, we've had a lot to be embarrassed about, a lot of, to be, you know, to go, you know what, I, you know, you don't, you don't want to tell people you're a Charlton fan. Yeah. When you look at the upbeats and what they do and this, you know, what the trust does... It makes you one of the proudest moments to say, you know what, I'm a Charlton fan, and this is what we do. This is, you know, this is this sums up the club. Couldn't agree more. So uh, obviously, we hope that Charlton beat Scunthorpe on Saturday, but I'm sure, as a just in general, the upbeats will be a special day. Uh, we're just going to take a quick 45 second break, and we'll be back to talk about season tickets. This is what we came here for. We came here for love. I know it. I know it's here. This is what we came. Conjured us superbly well to win it off of uh, Maloney, and now set up a Hearn Grant on the left-hand side of the penalty area. A Hearn Grant, little step over, ball back across, oh, behind everybody. It's going to be picked up by Forster Kasky on the other side of the penalty area. Forster Kasky, left foot shot. Oh, what a goal! Oh, what a finish! Oh, oh, oh. What a belter from Jake Forster-Kasky to absolutely round off a glorious afternoon for the Addicts. stop singing along before we go back on air then uh so season tickets they were announced today as promised it was either going to be a takeover or season tickets and i'm sure we're all pleased to hear it's just season tickets um there has been a slight increase i'll read you a little bit from the uh piece that's gone out again on the official site um adult season tickets beginning at just 200 pounds eight pound 70 per match um under 11s are completely free in the family stand um, but there has been a slight increase across the ground. Um, Charlton have put that down to higher security and counter-terrorism requirements, inflation and the increase in minimum wage. Um, they have said that they've tried to keep these to a minimum, uh, continuing to offer affordable family football in SE7. Um, there are potentially three price phases. Um, phase one, obviously, at the moment, with phase two and three, I think, coming from the 14th of May. Prices for those two phases haven't yet been announced, um, I assume dependent on the takeover and possibly what division we're going to be in. Um, And they have scaled down the zones, so I think they've gone down from five zones to four zones to try and make things a bit more simple. They've also introduced a a loyalty scheme this season. Um, I think they've spoken to a few different supporters groups along with the trust. Um, I assume to make it easier for people who are serial away uh, attendees but perhaps not season ticket holders or members of Valley Gold who feel they deserve you know priority tickets I think understandably so to, to other games they do go they go to a lot of games um, so that's going to be in place from this season as well um, all the information is on the website um, and Mark the I mean first of all it means the takeover hasn't happened what do you make of the changes um, what do you make of the 
what should we call them, excuses or reasons behind the increase? Um, and more importantly, who's been setting the prices? Um, take the last one first. Who's been setting the prices? Well, that, that, that is almost a million-dollar question. Rowlands has no interest in the club, so don't think it'd be him. Mm. Um, possibly, you know, someone along the board has gone, well, you know, if we just hike it up a touch, you know, that'll be acceptable to the people coming in. Possibly they've spoken to the two parties, because we still think it's two parties and the takeover, in some kind of consultancy to say, are you happy with this if we put this out? Because obviously they don't want to take it over and the people come in and say, well, actually, we were going to offer you £150, yeah. you know, season tickets, just to get some bottoms back on seats. Uh, so possibly there has been something done with agreement with either of the, of the two parties. Um, it's It does seem strange. The, the reasons, reasons stroke excuses, you know, high, higher security measures. Um, I'm not sure how high we are up on ISIS's um, <laughs> plans to overthrow the Western world. Um, you know, especially some of the games we've had this season where the crowd's been less than the players on the pitch um but i can understand you know people say that say oh it's a safety reason um the minimum wage thing well we've lost staff left right and center so you know the minimum wage isn't going to take in that much into account mm. um you know they've, they've closed certain areas of refreshments they've closed certain areas of the ground mm. so therefore you don't need to steward empty seats so, you know, that sounds like a bit of an empty thing. I'd rather they just said, this is the price, and not try to justify it with an excuse which can be picked apart in two minutes. Mm. Um, it's, it's, an, it's an awkward one. Obviously, they want more people to sit behind the lower north, you know, because that's still... I mean... I don't, because the legroom's appalling. And uh, I get a nice view at the moment, so you should, in front of me. Do what I do, sit in the very front, say, st- in front, the very you, front row. You get very wet, you know, and occasionally you do get smacked in the face with a ball. Um, but you do have an extremely good view. And I do enjoy watching your celebrations on Valley Pass every week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you see a fat guy who looks like Homer Simpson dancing along. That's me. Um, always a post-game highlight for me. And and so, you know, but the upper north is where the atmosphere is, mm. is, is created. So it makes no sense to raise the price up there. I mean, yes, people have said, you know, when Rowley's gone, they'll, they'll renew. But how many people are going to go, you know what, I said I'd renew, but the prices have now gone up a touch, mm. and I didn't really miss it when I didn't go. Yeah. So, you That's know, the concern, isn't it? People, you know, you fall out of that routine. Uh, you know, Charlton, to me, I, I will keep coming every week. But if I don't for a, for a period of time, for example, if I was to have twin boys... <laughs> You know, you, and with the regime yeah. and everything, you you might start to lose interest. So, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I don't know whether the prices are necessarily going to encourage people back. And I know Card have said, a, put out a statement today saying, look, hold off on your season tickets until we know what's going on with the takeover, which is something similar they did to last year. I guess some people will be persuaded by the potential of increases for phase two and three. But, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, so moving forward uh, as I say two huge games coming up um, Scunthorpe at home obviously on Saturday and then a, a tricky task away to Shrewsbury on Tuesday night um, we're going to start to look ahead to those games now um, and we'll start with uh, an interview I did on Monday so this was before the Wimbledon game um, I spoke to Paul Crute who works for the Scunthorpe Telegraph um, who gave me the lowdown on how their season has been going so far Great. So I'm talking to Paul Crute from the Scunthorpe Telegraph. Paul, thanks for taking the time to talk to us. Uh, how are you doing? I'm, I'm not too bad yourself, Sam. Yeah, very good, thank you. Um, so Scunthorpe obviously sitting ninth currently. Um, if you could just kind of sum up the season so far for those of us who perhaps haven't followed Scunthorpe as closely as you have. Um, it's probably been um, a season of two halves, really. Uh, started off uh, reasonably well. Um, not as not as good as last season, but I think that was going to be a very very hard act to follow. Uh, but uh, from the middle of October, we were in the top six and we've maintained that position. But since the turn of the year, it's been very very disappointing. We've only won once in fifteen games now. Um, haven't kept a clean sheet since New Year's Day, which was against Bury, and it's just we've finally fallen out of the playoffs. I think. 
people maybe expected it to come a bit sooner with the, with the run that were on. But the same thing happened last season. It just feels a bit, bit a bit deja vu because um, we went on a nine-game winners run last season, which dropped us out of the automatic promotion spots. But this season we're in the playoffs, and we've dropped out of the playoffs due to due to another poor run. And um, of course, you you talk about that poor run. I think it's been eight games without a win, which eventually cost Graham Alexander his job. Um, what do you think's changed? I mean, last season, as you say, OK, you had that bad run towards the end, but he got you into the playoffs, um, lost to Millwall, much to the dismay of Charlton fans as well. Um, but as you say, you started this season pretty well as well. So what do you think has changed towards the end of this season or since the new year? Um, it's, it's very hard to put your finger on, on one particular thing. There was, there, was a, there was a couple of things that have, have gone against him. During the January transfer window, we sold... Paddy Madden, which was probably the correct decision because he he struggled to find find the net. I think there might have been a bit of a falling out with Graham Alexander on the way. But we also sold Kevin Von Vane, who was just coming into formery. I think he scored six in his last nine games before he, before he left us, mm. and we we failed to replace him. Really, we, we brought in Ivan Tony, who's done very well uh, since he came in, but. I think the club were looking to sign a replacement for Kev and we didn't get one. Owen Doyle was on the radar, but he decided to go back to Oldham. And we just we maybe just lacked that cutting edge, having, having only three strikers. And Lee Novak and Ivan Tony have been injured at different points, which at times has left us with just one striker. But saying that, goals... Scoring goals hasn't been the problem. It's keeping them out at the other end that, for some reason, has been the problem. Earlier in the season, I think we kept seven clean sheets in eight, but as I mentioned previously, we've not managed to keep one since New Year's Day. And that's, whether that's been down to different people coming in or whether it's just down to bad luck, because there has been a few deflected goals, or it's just one of those things, not too sure. But the other thing that's... Um, because uh, quite a lot of Scunthorpe fans was the fact we were playing Murray Wallace uh, as left back. Murray Wallace probably one of the best centre backs in the division. We're playing him at left back, right? And then leaving Connor Townsend, who's probably one of the best left backs in the division, on the bench. And I think that annoyed quite a lot of Scunthorpe fans. And although you can't just point to that as a reason for such a for such a bad run, it was maybe a contributing factor. And um, the chairman came out in an interview, I think, recently and blamed the players. I mean, from what you've said, it seems to be more that players perhaps playing out of position or some players being sold. Um, so do you maybe not agree with that? Or is that something you think perhaps the players could be doing more as well? Um, I think that the players have got to take part of the re- part of the responsibility. But th- there was a lot of talk about square, square pegs and round holes, which, which obviously wasn't working. Um, but... I think that with anything this, obviously the manager takes the full responsibility and uh, pays for it with his job, but the players are the ones that are out there on the pitch and they, they've got to take part of the responsibility, whether they're, whether they're not performing, whether they're fatigued, whatever the reason is, um, they, they do have to take part of the responsibility because those are the ones out on the pitch. Yeah, sure. Um, talking of players on the pitch, Andrew Cross and Lee Novak obviously both left Charlton for Scunthorpe. Uh, at the start of the season, I uh, saw Novak got the equaliser last time out against Wimbledon. Um, just in general, over the season, how have those two got on? Are they people playing regularly, or I think you said Novak's been a bit injured? Are they in and out of the yeah. side? Um, I'll start with Andrew Cross first because he's probably the easy one to deal with. Um, unfortunately, since he's been at Scunthorpe, he's he struggled with injury really. Right. Um, he, he came in on deadline day, as he said, and he's, he, I think he was injured within the first couple of games. And that's held him back, really. And then we've brought in other players and he's, he's slipped down the pecking order. And apart from three or four games, he really hasn't had a look in, really. We've got Funzo Ojo, Neil Bishop, who have been the, the mainstays of the central midfield. And then we've brought in Ryan Yates um, on loan from Notts Forest and Cameron McGeehan on loan from Barnsley during January. And he's just he's just slipped down the pecking order and won't. If he's any, ever, ever had any chance of a look in, he, he hasn't he hasn't proved himself. So it's been a bit of a disappointing campaign for him. I right. don't think we'll 
I don't think he'll get a new contract um, at the end of the season uh, when his current deal runs out. Yeah. Um, in in terms of Novak, Novak's been a bit a bit more of a success. He like he came in on deadline day again. Um, started started reasonably well. He scored against uh, our local rivals Doncaster, and I think his first start, which obviously endeared him to the fans quite a lot, as you can imagine. Um, but again. He's got, scored quite a few important goals, but again, he's he's been one that's suffered from injury as well. He's been out since mid-February with a heel injury, troublesome heel injury, and it took a bit of time to get to the bottom to that bottom of that. And he's just come back. He got five minutes against Oxford on Good Friday, and then about twenty minutes uh, against Wimbledon. Wimbledon on Saturday, and as he said, came up with the winning goal. But Nick Dawes, the interim manager, said he's still not ready for a full 90 minutes yeah, until he gets fully up to, up to speed. Yeah, no doubt he'll score against his former club at the weekend. Yeah, um, I, 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 I talked to him on, on Saturday actually and he says, yeah, it, it would be nice to score, but for him it doesn't matter who he scores against as long as um, as long as Scunthorpe win. But he was very complimentary about um, Lee Bowyer and, and his influence um, before obviously he got, he got the job. Of course, yeah. Um, so we played Bristol Rovers last weekend, who were kind of just outside that kind of playoff cluster that we're in with yourselves and Peterborough and Portsmouth and Plymouth. It seemed from from the people we spoke to from there that they said they were kind of out of the playoff hunt now and kind of focusing towards next season. Is that same feeling with Scunthorpe? I mean, it's 10 without a win now, 3-1 um, or draws in a row. But I mean, as I say, you are still in that cluster. Do you still see the playoffs as a very realistic possibility? Um, I think I do. Speaking at this present time, because we're on 61 points, Plymouth a fifth with 63, so the, there's nothing in it at the moment. Um, but what I would say, that can all change very quickly. I think we definitely we can't lose on Saturday, because if Charlton win their game in hand against Wimbledon tomorrow, mm. and then they beat us on Saturday, then that's seven points of the gap with five games to go, which at this stage of the season would be... A very big gap to to try and uh, claw back. Um, so it's de- it's a definitely not lose game because I think if we do lose it, then you could possibly say that's the players' goodbye. I I think it could be a season-defining game for us in terms of where where we want to be next season. Okay, um, and in November, obviously up at Glanford Park, um, Scunthorpe were two 0 winners with two. Pretty sensational uh, strikes from Josh Morris, really. Um, who's the man to watch out for this time? Who should we be looking out for, Addicts fans? Um, I, I mean, you mentioned those Josh Morris goals. Yes, they, they were spectacular, but um, Josh hasn't hit the heights that he did last season. He got all, he got all the headlines last season for his amazing scoring record. I think 20, scoring more than 20 goals from his field is pretty special, but he's not hit those heights this season. Um, this season, there's probably been two standout performers. I would say Funzo Ojo, um, it was, he was a relative unknown when he came here. He came here from William the Second, playing in the Dutch League. Uh, first time in English football, and he's taken to it like a duck's water, really. He's been, some of the games he's played, and he's been absolutely sensational. He, he very rarely loses the ball in midfield, and he, he's got, he can play a killer pass. There's two or three goals we've scored this season, which have been created by him and it's just, just his vision so he can't uh, pick out the killer pass he was missing against Wimbledon on Saturday with a knee injury but Nick Dawes hopes he's back in training early this week so if he's fit enough he should feature um, I think the other player you've got to look out for is Dwayne Holmes on the on the right well right wing or more recently he's been playing uh, behind a lone striker um, he's just he's got pace to burn he's very very skillful capable of going on a run and again I think he's scored about 9 or 10 goals this season so definitely those are the two players to, to watch out for Brilliant, thank you and then just to finish up a very quick prediction from yourself on the score um, I think probably 1-1 I would think um, Charlton obviously on a very good run at the moment ourselves not on, on, a, not on a great run um, so I think I'm, I'm maybe going to have to sit on the fence and say, say a 1-1 draw Fair enough. Well, Paul, thanks very much for taking the time. Um, Saturday aside, obviously, wish you luck for the rest of the season. Thank you very much. Cheers. Paul Crute there from the Scunthorpe Telegraph. Uh, with his views on the game, he's predicting one all. Um, I mean, if we look at 
Scunthorpe's last few results. They've drawn their last three, as I said, in the interview there, one all before that. They'd lost three and drawn four of the last one, so they haven't won since the 3rd of February. Still in that playoff hunt, as I said, but uh, but low on form. Um, a, a game we should be winning? Yes, I'd say... You know, I, I think you've got to be positive about this. You know, if Bowyer can get them out of the funk from the loss and, you know, correct the mistakes, we've shown at home, you know, of how we can play and, and play well. I mean, if I don't think they're as good as Plymouth mm. and we made Plymouth look very ordinary. Um, I think sometimes it will come down to when we see the team on Saturday to if he goes back to... You know, the winning team. Who, if he drops someone or brings someone in, um, it's. I think his only choices are: does he drop Mavadidi and Kakai out, and put a Jose and Josh in, mm. um, and 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 play that way? Again, I'd play. It's funny because I, I like the lad. I'd play Dick Steele on the right because I think he gets forward a lot better than Konza does. Mm. Um, Konza's probably a better player. But I think once he goes over the halfway line, he's not as as confident. I think Dick Still is is a is a better overlapper. And got, on the recently, other side, yeah, on the other side, you know, I'd probably keep Page, okay, um, and use little Jay De Silva on the Tuesday night. Scunthorpe in ninth, sixty-one points. Us obviously in sixth in, on sixty-two. But I mean, uh, as we've said many times, Plymouth sixty-three, Portsmouth sixty-two with us, Peterborough sixty-one as well. It's anyone's guess, isn't it, really? But we have performed with those sides around us. Uh, and as Lee said, and we'll hear from him uh, pre-game in just a second, but as he said, it, it's not going to be like it was on Tuesday again at the weekend. So do you expect a reaction? Oh, no, big time. I, I, I think it'd be... Um, I think Carl couldn't get it out of the team in the end. He couldn't get them to change um, their mental side to it. But I think that came down to the formation he was playing. Mm. I think is going to be a lot more in people's faces... And a lot more in individuals and saying, right, this is what you did wrong. This is, you know, he'll know from being the coach who's he put an arm round and who's he put a boot up. Mm. You know, because some, some players are going to react differently to different things. Well, let's see if Boya mentions who he's going to put a boot up in his pre match <laughs> press conference. He spoke to the club and assembled journalists, I imagine, today, uh, and this is what he had to say. Caretaker manager Lee Bowyer ahead of Satie's home game with Scanthorpe. Lee, you tasted defeat for the first time at AFC Wimbledon on Tuesday. What were your emotions at the final whistle? Um, disappointment. Nobody likes to lose and just from a, a sloppy goal, really. And I don't think there was much in the game. It wasn't a pretty game. Um, so, yeah, disappointment more than anything. And when you slept on it? Still disappointing. I think when you lose, it, it takes a good 24, 48 hours to get out of your system. But now it's Thursday and you move on. Um, most important thing now is that, that we turn that around for Saturday's performance. It's been said that your opponents mustn't chant out of um, contention. Do you subscribe to that? Say that again, sorry? It's been said that Wimbledon mustn't charm out of contention contention for what for a point or three um no we give them a goal that was it they they didn't create many chances i didn't think neither did we but it was a physical game it was always going to be a physical game that's the way they play and and i suppose they're good at it they've got some big lads but i, I would say that my my players competed okay physically they might have been a bit stronger at times but that's the the type of players that they have. So they they might have been better here at times, but but my lads didn't just lay down and and roll over. They went to the final minute, and I, I wouldn't agree with that at all. Um, yeah, they won the game, but it it was something that we gave them. So uh, apart from that, I don't think that they would have they would have scored. And if we hadn't have given that just before half time, who knows? We we might have gone on and won the game. It was going to be a scrappy game and, and they got the three points. But uh, I wouldn't say that they um, they done that, no. You've gone on record as saying Saturday's game with Scunthorpe is a must-win. Yeah, I think that's stating the obvious. Uh, they're just behind us. And we've got five games 
to stay in the playoffs. We win all five in the playoffs, it's as simple as that. So being at home Saturday with our crowd behind us, um, obviously the, the previous two games that, that I've been in charge, being at home, I think we've played really well and uh, the crowd have got behind us. So I think I'm expecting the same on Saturday. Suggest that you're expecting a big, big positive reaction from your players. Yeah, of course, because like as much as it hurt me on Tuesday, I know it hurt them as well. Any professional don't want to lose a game, uh, especially this this stage of the season. So uh, I have no doubt I'll have the response today, this morning, in training. Um, most of them are going to be sitting in today, like resting, and because obviously there's been a lot of games recently, and some of them are a bit sore. But the ones that will be training, they'll, they'll be at it. I, I have no doubt. Have you got enough fit players to make changes? Should you wish to make changes? Um, yes, because we, we had six on the bench the other day, so then players could obviously feature. I think I've got two or three coming back, just speaking to the physio there, I think I've got two or three coming back and start training Sunday, so might be a little bit too late, but the, the lads that I've got available, there's, there's no reason why um, they're not, that's not a strong enough squad to, to go and win Saturday, whether I'll make changes or not. It's cashy fit. No. In a word. Yeah, no, he's not fit. He's starting, mate, well, he's doing some running, but he's he's not going to be fit to be on the bench <coughs> or anything. So um, maybe Sunday he might start training with us again on Sunday. But we'll, we'll have to wait and see with Cashy. Lee Bayou, thank you very much. Yeah, can you tell us so there's two or three players out? Uh, <coughs> uh, Cashy, Nabisar, and Tariq. Might be training again Sunday. Well, uh, I don't know. I wish I could see into the future, but I can't. Hopefully, they get through Sunday. Um, they're going to be doing little bits themselves now with the, with the medical staff. Um, but if they get through Sunday, then they'll be in contention for Tuesday for sure. Yeah, just, just with Wimbledon, I know obviously your first loss as a manager. Did you learn anything more about yourself? About myself? Yeah, yeah. Not as really. A manager, obviously, isn't it? As a manager. Not really. Obviously, I don't like losing and, and that's never changed and that never will change. So I haven't really learnt much about that game now for myself. And I don't like losing and that, that I know now that that hasn't changed as a manager. So yeah. <laughs> nothing really, no. Yeah, and on Saturday, Charlton Stanford obviously promotion six-pointer. I mean, the team that loses, do they still have a chance of promotion? Yeah, of course. Of course, you don't know how the other results are going to go. Um, Football's crazy. Like everyone could just go and lose the next five games. All the teams in and around it, and then we're still in the playoffs. So we can't predict what's going to happen. That well, I don't think that'll happen. But yeah. Um, but yeah, it's Saturday's a big game. But so was Rotherham, and so was Tuesday night, and they're, they're all big games now. There's five left, and, and the good thing is, the positive thing is, is that it's in our hands. So we, we're not depending on anybody else. So. I'm, I'm excited for the next five games and, and we start on Saturday. Yeah, does the game have a similar feeling to maybe before Plymouth Club obviously coming back from a bad result, Fleetwood, 0-0, similar feel? Um, <clears throat> not really. I, I wouldn't say it's a similar feel because before Plymouth we had 10 games to go and we were five points out of the playoffs. Now we're in the playoffs with only five games to go. So I, I don't think it's a similar feel. I think they're a similar team to Plymouth. But I don't think it's a it's a similar feel. I think we're in a better position now. I think the the players are in a, a, a better position in their minds now as well. So everyone's still together, and and I think uh, and I'm expecting a, a big reaction on Saturday. Yeah, on Tuesday we saw Joe Piggott um, start against his former club. He played he, he played okay. Um, on, on Saturday, Lee Novak returns to the Valley for the first time. Um, obviously, you worked with him for a bit as as an assistant manager. Why do you think it didn't really work out for him? Why didn't, why didn't it work out for him? Yeah, because in the time I was here, he was injured most of it. Really? Okay. So, I, I think I think he's a nice lad and, and he works hard. Whenever he did play for us, he, he, he gave 100%. You, you can't knock him for that. But it just didn't happen for him here. And unfortunately, as a player, sometimes players are at clubs and it doesn't work out for him. And he's gone there and he's, I think he's been scoring some goals. So, uh, yeah, I wish him all the best. But... It's, 
that's about it really yeah because he, he kind of did chop my favour last weekend scoring against AC Wolverine. Um yeah and um, you know Wagner's a danger man on Saturday when you're danger man any, any striker's a danger man that's their job to be danger men and to score goals and Lee's been on a little run coming off the bench and scoring goals so it's not just him you've got 11 players out there and they, they can all be dangerous at, at one stage or another yeah, on Tuesday you said about Michael Zari that you weren't happy with his performance and how has he responded to that well, I, I know you were yesterday but uh, I don't know Tuesday. I'm hoping he's responding the right way I wasn't happy with him because he didn't do what we expect from him he showed us what he can do and um, I, I thought on Tuesday he was disappointing, but it's another day now and hopefully with the talk that I had with him then I'm going to get the response that, that I demand because it, it wasn't acceptable. Yeah, just talking about responses, um, Josh McGuinness and Mark Marshall came on for 20, 20 minutes, half an hour on Tuesday. They had to start on you as caretaker boss. Um, how have they kind of responded to that? You know, kind of, cause under Carl they were kind of in the team week in, week out, but they've kind of found well, disappointed, I suppose, I suppose, because they're not playing. Because they want to play. Every player wants to play. But there's a lot of games coming up, and, and I'm sure that they'll keep featuring, whether it's from the start or off the bench. So that's, that's the way it is. Yeah, one of those guys playing at the moment is Kai Kai. Um, yeah, I think fans would say he hasn't really kind of hit the heights that they maybe thought he would, given that, you know, how good he was for Shrewsbury. Do you think he's struggled before since he's, since he's coming? No, I was, I was happy with him. I, I think on Tuesday night, I think the first 20, 30 minutes, I think he got himself in some good positions. Uh, drove at the back four, caused a lot of troubles. Um, okay, the end product ain't really been there at the moment, but he hasn't played or started any games for a long time. So obviously it takes a little bit of time, but he's worked great out of possession, fighting for the team. I, couldn't really have asked much more from him on, on Tuesday, you know. That's why I kept him on because he still looked sharp towards the end of the game. Um, I took Reeves off because he was tight. He just looked absolutely shattered to me, and, and it don't surprise me because he hasn't stopped. He's played every minute and he's worked his socks off. So I kept Kai Kai on, who, who looked a bit sharper, and a couple of times he got shots off but got blocked. So um, he's a dangerous player, and, and he can just turn something out of nothing. So. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not disappointed with him. I think um, he's a good lad and, and he's working hard for the team. Did he get better? Of course no, he can get better. Of, of course he can get better because he, he's just lacking that little end product. But that happened. That fall for him. Like Tariq, you know, Tariq, him and Tariq, are, I think they're quite similar players. They like to receive the ball in them little pockets and, and, and hurt the other team. So, yeah, I think Kai Kai had a chance on Tuesday but just slipped as he hit it and put it over the bar. So... But he was in a good position, put it out wide, and, and was hungry enough to get into the box. So no, I'm, I'm not disappointed with him. I think he's, um, I think he's doing well. No, it's not lack of confidence. Sometimes it just happens. Like I, I said to you, he was in the right area, but he slipped as he shot. Like he can't control that. I can't control that. So, but for me, the most important thing is is that he's getting on the ball and he's making things happen and he's getting in the right areas because sooner or later he will score or he will set someone up and. Then all of a sudden he'd be a hero. Yeah, and for you personally as caretaker manager, you've got 100% record at home against you know, beating very good teams, you know, promotion chasing teams. I mean, mentally is that a good thing for you and your players, knowing that you get to draw or lose at home? Yeah, yeah, that's that's obviously a, a good thing. I think um, Scunny, I think, will be coming and, and will be worried about us playing at home. But we have to make it like that for every team that comes and and, and don't let, let our standards drop because we we have to win our own games. That's a must, so no matter who we're playing and, and I'm confident that we will. Obviously it's going to a different playing side to AFC Wolverine, but I mean from Thursday to Saturday now what can you kind of do to ensure that you do maybe create more chances than you managed on Tuesday? Um, against arguably a better side. Pass the ball better and, and quicker. Um but I'm guessing that they're playing then because the way they play then they'll be open on the counter so uh, where Wimbledon just basically sat there mm. and, and said come and break us down so I think they're completely you can't judge the two teams they're completely different you know um, but they're just going to come and, and try and win the game they have to mm. because they're behind us so um, which I think will make it 
a better prospect for us in the, in the long run. But I think it's going to be an exciting game. Two teams that want to play football. But for us, the most important thing is that we compete and um, and then we pass the ball, move the ball quickly. I know they're only a point or two away from Charlton, but do you think they're going to come here with like, maybe like a nothing to lose attitude, given where they are in the league? Well, they have to win. They have to win because you're running out of games now. After Saturday, there's only four. So, what's that? Twelve points. There's not many to play for now. So, of course, they have to. If they're behind us, then they have to come and, and try and win. Lee Bowyer there talking to Assemble Press ahead of the weekend's game. It's gone for in uh, feisty spirits, I would say. Um, we've gone over time, so I'm not going to mess around with this. Um, first of all, Cashy back. I've given Nathan the chance to select one himself, but he's out suit shopping for some swanky do he's off to on Sunday. So we're leaving caught. something. <laughs> it could be caught. No, I think it's an EFL do or something like that. Um, so I've left it up to you, Mark. Yep. His money is in your hands. Yep. Where are we going it's, this week? It's not going to be a big return. It's a home win. It's 2-1 and Jake to score. Okay. Uh, to score any time or score first? I'll say it's at any time. There you go. So we'll get that message over to Nath for the cashy back bet. Um, be great to win on the weekend that the upbeats are here. Um, and then secondly, your score prediction. Are you going with that or are you going to choose something different? No, I'm, I'm going 2-1, but I think it'll be a tight one. I think it'll be a draw at half-time. 1-1 one, one. and I think we'll we'll ease it in the second half and I don't think Novak will score and I don't think Croft no, will score Croft surely if Croft <laughs> scores I'm going home the minute he scores <laughs> I think we will win 3-1 I'm fairly confident uh, but we'll see so as I say we have uh, gone over time Mark thanks very much for coming in you're more than welcome thanks everybody for listening um, I think Louis back again on Sunday for the show to discuss Uh, the aftermath of the Scunthorpe game and look ahead in more detail for Shrewsbury. Uh, But until then, uh, enjoy the Upbeats walk. If you're there, come and say hello to us. Uh, Enjoy watching the Upbeats on the pitch and hopefully enjoy three points for Charlton. Come on, you Reds. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 